You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. Hello, everyone. On this abbreviated podcast, I will have comments from Abby Caldwell. She'll be talking about Iowa State's performance at the Raleigh Relays this weekend. We'll also have uh, some news coming up here very shortly. Um, just wanted to uh, backtrack here on some uh, some uh, podcasts that have dropped here. I uh, interviewed Doug Marshall, and that came out last weekend. He is the NJCAA championship coach there for the Iowa Western Reavers. They've won back-to-back women's championships. The thing that struck me about that uh, interview I had with him is that um, he and Dee Brown of Iowa Central and uh, Brett Ewing of Indian Hills, they are all very much outgoing guys and to be I was I was really struck that to to be a head coach of a program like that at the JUCO level where you're dealing with dozens and dozens of kids I mean these are big programs where they shuffle kids in and out you got to be an outgoing person you got to be very uh, 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 very talkative you got to be very personal with the kids And, and all three of those coaches in my interviews with them, uh, I've 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 done all three now, and 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 that's the, the that that's the defining thing between all three of them that I notice is that they're all very outgoing. Uh, they value the personal relationships with the athletes. It's very important to them, even though they have different backgrounds. Doug Marshall's long jumper, triple jumper. Um, at uh, Emporia State and Dee Brown was a distance runner at Luther and uh, Brent Ewing also a distance runner as well but they all have that same different background so that's um, that's what we've got um, this will not be a podcast with a bunch of reports here from um, the um, from what happened over the weekend um, as I talked about in my final NCAA recap podcast I decided to take the outdoor season off uh, from doing the weekly podcast and all you can find all that information about who did well in distance running and triathlons from uh, every week you can find that at the Des Moines Register website um, you can look uh, the keyword the, the two keywords you want to search for on the sports section are mile posts that's been the name of my blog for years and years I think I've been doing it for gosh I must be doing it for at least 10 years Milepost is what you want to check for that name, um, uh, for the, those those two keywords, and then you'll find all of the blogs that I've done, including the most recent ones that just came out tonight as I'm recording this. So uh, without further ado, um, I'm going to get to some news, and there is some news that has come up in the past few days. And it's definitely an arms race between Iowa's two uh, running groups here, the uh, the upstart uh, Running Wild Elite team and uh, the more established Run Blaze Iowa team, both adding team members here in the past week. 
I'm going to start off with the Iowa connection first, and that's Corinna Collett has joined the uh, team out of uh, the Davenport area, the Running Wild Elite team. A lot of people who have been following this podcast and my blog know that Corinna was an, uh, an outstanding runner for Wartburg College. She's concluded her time there. She um, ran on their uh, national uh, team at cross country that uh, had a top four finish nationally. That's a highlight of her career. And according to the Runway Wild Elite team, uh, she's also broken seven, 17 minutes in the 5K. So those are great um, uh, accomplishments on her end. Her brother still, uh, Christopher, uh, had a great uh, indoor season for Wartburg. He was All-American uh, for uh, indoor nationals. Um, I believe that was at, in the mile indoors. Um, and she is preparing... Um, for uh, a marathon, uh, Grandma, she's going to go up to Duluth and run Grandma's in June. So <laughs> one interesting thing that they put out about Corinna as well, that she ran a marathon one week after her final collegiate cross-country race in November, and she ran in 3.02. That's, that's pretty solid. So I think, um, I think she's going to do very well at Grandma's given a, uh, a full training plan. Uh, run a blaze <clears throat> has added former Wichita State runner Kayla Deegan uh, to their squad. Um, she is a Canadian. Uh, she's from Ontario. Uh, that's where Toronto is located. If you don't know Canada, uh, that's in that province. And she is now working in Ankeny as a physical therapist. But she's got some really good times <clears throat> for the various distances. Run 215 for 800 meters. 436 for the 1500, 457 for the mile, uh, 1028 for the 3K steeple, and a 1723 5K. So not quite as fast as Corinna call it for that 5K. But she um, she uh, actually got started last weekend uh, running at the Viking Relays. She did some pace work for the Runablaze team. And um, <clears throat> so it's really, like I said, an arms race between these two teams, adding members left and right here. Um, and um, we finally got to see the the, the battle between the teams. Um, that was at the Shamrock Shuffle in Chicago um, last weekend, as I mentioned. And it was the Runablaze Iowa men's team that got the upper hand in their first real meeting. Um, Ronda Blaze was fourth at that USATF Midwest Team Championship led by Austin O'Brien. Um, he was there later, um, and, and it's still a good effort by the Running Wild Elite Men, who are ninth, and then um, the Running Wild Elite Women um, were seventh. The, the Ronda Blaze Iowa women did not have a team, so I'll keep updating um, shows as I get uh, those new members on those two teams. And then um, <clears throat> in um, Cal Murdoch's latest um, email that he sends out, uh, his, uh, uh, I want to call it On the Roads is what he calls it, uh, as uh, kind of a continuation of when he was the Drake Relays race director for so many years of, the, of that road race. Um, he put out that uh, there's a few new additions to the Iowa all-time records, and um, Mike Mallon 
um, who is a grandmaster like me, over 50 years old, ran a fantastic 120.50 at the St. Paddy's Half Marathon in Des Moines on March 19th. That was a race I, that I paced for. I paced the, the 145 group. Um, wasn't running it competitively, but Mike definitely did, and uh, he is now number four uh, best for the 50 and over crew. Uh, for the half marathon after that one twenty fifty, and then um, and he's from uh, the Quad Cities, as is Mary Tuhill, who is now um, <clears throat> in the all-time Iowans list. She's first for the Grandmaster fifty and over category as well. She's first in the five k, seven mile, and half marathon. She's got three, so that's uh, that's uh, fascinating there too. So uh, those are some of the additions to the. Iowa all-time records that, that Cal keeps a pretty good list of. It's, it's an impossible p- task, what he tries to do, but, uh, but he does a great job uh, doing that. And uh, as long as he keeps uh, sending out those emails and any updates, I will add those to the list as well. Some of you who have read my blog already know that I let off my weekend update um, of the best performances by Iowa distance runners, and I led off with Iowa State because they did very well going to the massive Raleigh relays in North Carolina. Dana Fan, the junior, I think uh, might have had the best performance of all. Um, she uh, jumped into 10th all time in uh, school history for the 10,000 meters with a time of 3337. Um, she knocked uh, 85 seconds off her previous best, um, and uh, you'd have to also say that another perf- good performance was uh, our Glenwood native, Jeanette Schraft. Um, she was 13th in the 3,000 steeplechase, um, and she um, she was uh, third at the Big 12 Outdoor Championships last spring, so she's hoping for a great season this year in the Big 12 and on the men's side uh, some good performances by Chad Johnson in the 1500 he he was out of 200 starters he was 15th place overall uh, running a PR of 342.40 so those were some of the um, best performances that I saw from last weekend and well let's bring in Abby Caldwell now well what about Bob? about Bob. And that soundbite means that it's time to welcome in the correspondent to this podcast, formerly former former Waverly Shell Rock star and all Big 12 athlete, Abby Caldwell. Hello, Abby. Hi. How are you? How's things going with you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um, I wish, uh, yeah, the weather would cooperate a little bit more to get out and do some uh, better track workouts outside, but uh, but uh, day's coming, so uh, got that to come. Um, got a lot to talk about here. That uh, Iowa State uh, women were out at uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, there were also some uh, men's runners as well, um, and uh, I guess um, uh, Dana Fan is kind of one of the big names. I already mentioned her. Um, 10th fastest 10,000 meters in program history, eighth place. That was uh, pretty impressive. Um, is that kind of her uh, wheelhouse there, the, the 10K? Is that kind of uh, her 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like going to be her main event. She, I know since she's come in, coach has been talking about her being in the 10 K obviously her freshman year. Um, mm. She didn't even have the opportunity to run it because of COVID. And then last year with the weird season, weird traveling and whatnot. Um, she only got to run like one, I think. So um, yeah, this was, like a huge breakout for her. I'm not one bit shocked. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think she's going to do some pretty big things in the 10k during her time at Iowa State and she just um she reminds me a lot of, of a 10k runner. She can just go forever. Mm-hmm. She's can run a certain pace for a long time and um so yeah, I think we'll continue to see that time go down for her. She on the kind of a trajectory of an Annie Frisbee. They both are from Wisconsin. There's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, There's she does remind me of Annie. So yeah. it's okay. it's fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. I mean 33, 37, that's really good. Um, 85 runners in that 10K. Um, I was looking through some of these numbers. You had 196 uh runners in the fifteen hundred heats. Did you ever run in, in, in a meet like this where it was just one section after another? Anything big like that? I, not that I can remember. I mean, yes, I'm sure there have been meets like that, but um, I feel like when you're in it, you don't notice it as, I mean, obviously, like, they're not having a hundred and however many 1500 people go at the same time but like you're yeah. just so focused on your own heat and um that and like when your heat is gonna go and when you need to warm up that like I don't even remember ever like being like oh my gosh there's this many people you know it's just yeah. like oh well I have no idea how many heats there are but I've got to warm up at two o'clock or whatever it may be you know it would be it'd be a little bit confusing trying to keep track of which heat it is, you know. Um, yeah, I would think that it'd be a little bit difficult um, for some people. Um, I think there was like sixteen of them in, in some races. That's that's just crazy, um, you know. Trying to keep track of, okay, when am I running? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, um, uh, Chad Johnson in the fifteen hundred. Um, he had two hundred. Uh, people in his races um, overall in, in all the sections 15th overall that's pretty good when you're in the top uh, uh, 10% there um, yeah 342.4 is a personal best for him running in the 14th section um, so he's you know uh, speaking of trajectory that's you know looking good for him um, that translates pretty close to to a sub four yeah and uh, to be honest, mile. I don't even know, like, what – I always thought Chad was going to be some distance guy. And he, yeah. like, keeps crushing it in, like, the mile and the 1,500. And so I – like, it'll be really interesting to oh. see what – how this unfolds, you know? Yeah, good call there. Um, yeah, I'm like you. I always thought uh, he was more, uh, you know, longer distances, so – this is a little spray. Yeah, he beat me and he trucked out a good, you know, 153.7 in the 800 as well. Yeah. So it'll, it'll that, be interesting that, to see like if he's, if this is prepping him for more of like the 5K or if maybe like 
he's doing the 1500 like i have no idea what to expect out of chad mm-hmm. like with what events but that's that's a good problem to have right what's what's the uh, what's the 1500 prospects for iowa state this year what what are we looking at who's going to be good um, um i don't far? even know honestly because i feel like there's so many new people like Wesley can run it probably at the big 12s but um yeah. yeah and maybe nehemiah okay yeah yeah um, yeah he had a good indoor season so that's, that's yeah and sure. yeah and he anchored he was the one that anchored, did he anchor the dmr at indoor yeah 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 indoor nationals. so yep. he could have he could probably have a good 1500 um I think lots of like those 800 meter guys would stay in the 800, like Frank and Jason and Lopem and all of them. So I don't really know who who will be in the 1500. So and there's almost there's always uh, Thomas as well, Thomas Pollard. Yeah, but I think he'll do five and ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's more on the longer than. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my thoughts. Was you know what. Uh, Maybe they maybe they're looking at him. Maybe as the top uh, fifteen hundred runner uh, outside of Big Twelve. Maybe. Yeah, I mean maybe, but I, I don't know. Out of the Big Twelves, yeah. So, um, Jeanette Schraft, um, former Glenwood prep, um, taking up one of your old events, the the the, the steeple. Um, yeah. She was thirteenth overall. Um, so she's already, you know, number three in school history um, behind somebody that I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's trying to, she was only six seconds off her, uh, her personal best. Uh, that, that's a good opener for her. Yeah, it's a great opener. Um, it'll be, I think, especially with the steeple, I know there are some new girls that did the steeple, like um, MJ, she did her the steeple for the first time and um that's kind of one of those events that the more you do it the better you get at it like there you can't really like like you can only practice steeple stuff so much right because like (laughs) your hips get weird and whatever but um so it'll be fun to watch those group of steeplers to see like how getting another race under their belt um, will affect them and stuff like that. So, I think the next one that they run, ev- every single steepler will get faster. That's my prediction. Obviously, I have no idea. Like you could fall, you could do whatever, but um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to see. Well, like you said, they're trying out MJ Madeline uh, mm-hmm. Hill, um, and now she's number seven in school history. So, you know, there hasn't been a a, a long history of the steeple at Iowa State. Uh, fairly new event um, uh, to the program, only in the last couple decades or so. And and really kind of your era is kind of when uh, coaches focused on it, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't think before, um, I think like my freshman year um, was when it like, the school record just started getting lower and lower. Cause I remember my first time running it, I got the school record. <laughs> so, and then like another girl got it and then I got it and then Kelly got it. Like it was, but like, I know that like there wasn't a big emphasis on it. I don't think before coach McDonough was here. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it, it, it hadn't been emphasized. So, so there's still a lot of uh, room for movement there on the, on the top 10. Um, yeah. And that'll be, um, and, and those times will be coming down. So, um, and then uh, Bella Hykus uh, went the 1500. Um, she was 92nd <laughs> out of 196 finishers that I talked about. Uh, that's just a gaggle of runners there. So yeah, um, 431's a nice uh, opener for her. Um, she's of course new, but um, but that's really a good start for her. Yeah, that actually was um, a lot better than I was expecting. I don't, I, I never was on yeah. the team with the, uh, Bella or anybody, but um, I think it's one, the first outdoor meet is always like, you're nervous, you don't really know what to expect. And then like, that's a solid time, you know, like it's not going to get you into regionals, probably not going to score you, but like yeah. for, for you to start off in March with a 431, I think like that's like, she could improve on that a lot. Again, I think she would probably be one of our 1500 meter runners. I don't know if she's ready for the like 5k yet. Cause I know sometimes like, especially coming from Iowa, um, mm. it's hard to have girls be ready for the 5k and stuff because we're typically under trained in high school. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I think the 1500 might be her event this year. I mean, I've not talked to any coaches about that or anything. That's just like, typically what happens so yeah what i don't seeing. know don't uh, take that seriously <laughs> sure sure uh, yeah um so what, what what was the biggest uh, hurdle with you going from indoor season to outdoor season your first race of the year was it were you looking forward to it because hey i get you know i don't have to scuffle around on you know 200 meter tracks and i can actually stretch the legs out a little more or or was it like you said apprehension with her? Well, well, actually, like my first outdoor race was a very smooth transition, but I was also so green that nothing like my freshman year, everything was so new that nothing really affected me because I had mm. no idea. Like, I went out and ran my first steeple and got the school record. and <laughs> Like, didn't even know that there were school records in university, right? So, like, I think I have a very different experience just because I was a volleyball player all through high school. Like, I was going to go to university and play volleyball, not run. So, it was, like, it was a huge meet that we were at, too. And, like, I was just, like, so in my own world, (laughs) I guess, that, like, it's not a true representation I think of like what most freshman runners experience if that makes yeah. sense uh, setting a school record on your first time out yeah that's not uh, that's not typical <laughs> <laughs> not at all yeah but I mean I'm just saying like from all the years that I've had incoming freshmen and like hearing their points of view I think it's just like always I think as you race more, like, because you have a little bit of a break between indoor and outdoor. It's not much, but, like, even mentally, you just get, like, to breathe for a second. So I think that, like, the first race always seems a bit a bit like a rust buster, even yeah. though it hasn't been very much time. So, yeah. like, for all these times, I don't think it's by any means their 
like best times that they're going to have this year. Mm, yeah. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully there's yeah. a lot better, better things to come. I know they've got a super schedule coming up. A um, lot of uh, opportunities coming up. Um, uh, let's circle back. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about NCAA indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to believe when the distance medley really um, uh, actually steals the headlines from Wesley, but they did. Yeah, they went out there and performed. Oh my gosh, that was so exciting! They finished better. What a what an odd race because you never see going into the mile anchor um, where the leaders just all slow up and along yeah. the back of the pack to catch up. Were you as uh, caught off guard as that as I was? Yeah, I think I have always thought this, but men's racing has always confused me because like (laughs) there's I mean this is very stereotypical but like lots of times guys are more strategic than the women like the women in the past what it seems like anyways is that like women will just like be like not rely on their kick they're like I gotta go as hard as I can and guys can rely on tend to rely on their kick that's not everybody by any means but like yeah oh my gosh I do not know how they do that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's so, championship level uh, racing is is yeah. what they call it you know, yes the championship i always i always laugh about that whenever dwight stones you know says it's you know he calls it that so yeah it is very strategic because a lot of, for a lot of these guys you know it is coming back with their second uh, second race a lot of times so mm-hmm. yeah you get, you get that you're saving some energy for sure but nevertheless um like you said nehemia couldn't quite um keep up with the lead five teams but still sixth place really uh excellent uh accomplishment especially when when you know jason gomez didn't have a very good leg um set you know set the relay back way back in 11th but the other three guys really battled back yeah i think that yeah um I think that's awesome. I think it's so hard. It's so hard in indoor to even make it. So then to all American, like, uh, I, I thought it was really cool, yeah. and I uh, kind of unexpected too, a little bit for me, anyways. You know, like like you said, a lot of times like we look at like the headlines to be Wesley or whoever, you know, and like yeah. then the DMR like popped off. I was like, oh my gosh, how cool! Yeah, I mean, with twelve teams, you know, you're. You know you got a, a decent chance at uh, you know at getting some points there mm-hmm. uh, and getting that first team all American, but uh, to actually do it, uh, and I think running down in Arkansas really helped this group. Uh, really got them a lot of confidence that um, yeah that um, you know they weren't in over their heads here against these other teams that they could compete with them. Mm-hmm. So. And now the elephant in the room. Let's talk about uh, Wesley. Um, just, just never really um, looked good um, at all. Uh, you know, Northern Arizona guy Nur won both races. That's what we thought kind of coming into the season that Wesley might do it. But uh, um, have we kind of seen? I hate to say this, but we've seen the best of Wesley. I mean, what's going on? Yeah, I guess I just don't. I what? don't really have the answer for that. I don't know if 
yeah, you're totally you're totally correct in um thinking that like maybe 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 we've seen what Wesley can do and um either people are just keep getting better and he's at his like max or yeah. He's in a slump. I do not I do not have the answer. Um I'm hoping that it's just a slump. You know, he's an amazing runner and he's done a lot for the program. So I'm hoping that it's just he needs some rest and recovery or something. But yeah, I guess I don't have the answer for that. Yeah. At all. Like no. You have to not. see him just uh floundering towards the, you know, the middle to the back of the pack at the end of the race. It just uh got to be disheartening uh as a as a cyclone fan uh, just you know to see that uh and and how great he's been throughout his career got to be disappointing yeah yeah and it's more like maybe i have a different perspective just because like we've all had the slumps and the races where you're like i am not making anyone proud right now but there's nothing i can do about it and so like part of me is like yeah like the biggest thing for me is I just feel for Wesley because I know that, like, he knows what people expect of him and he knows what yeah. he can do. And, like, when you're not doing that, like, when your body's not letting you do that, like, they're, like you're in a rut or whatever it may be, it's, it's, it's a really hard um hole to get out of like mentally physically so that's the main thing that I feel for him about is just like he's so good and he's still so good but I just hope he can get out of it you know yeah let's let's hope so and that uh he can come back firing maybe at the Drake Relays or uh even uh, Stanford uh, Invitational this weekend did you run at Stanford um that's always I did. That was one of my favorite. It's a great place to run yes. for, for distance runners. Uh, yeah. Did you do the, the steeple? 50 yeah. Miles? I ran the steeple there. I can't even count how many times. Like mm. two times every year, I feel like. Yeah. So lots of times. It's a great track. It's a really fun, fun trip. Yeah. It's always one that uh, a lot of teams go to. Um I was really, like I said, surprised that so many people went to Raleigh. That 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 meet is really uh, picked up and, and and become a great one. Um, and of course, on the West Coast, like I said, with Stanford, and um, and of course, you get a chance to run at Oregon. You always want to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, both of those are kind of the two places to, you know, to run at. And and Mount Sac is is around the corner as well. Um, mm-hmm. 14th through 16th about that venue did you run there i never ran at mount sack actually no it was always the same weekend as like um another stanford meet and i'd always go to the stanford one so okay yeah yeah because they stanford always has those two yeah including yeah the, the one that uh lisa cole who you know set the collegiate record I remember that she she ran uh, ran that ten thousand there um, to set that record. Um, that was at the Peyton Jordan. I I'm pretty certain of that. So yeah, that's one of them. and then like we said, uh, they're going for the Stanford this weekend. So yeah, so a lot to uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to, and then that of course leads up to um, the Iowa City meet, the Musco, and then uh, Drake relays. So. Um, 
Uh, it's going to be a busy April coming up. Yes, very busy. So. Okay. Well, again, thanks for the time, Abby, and we'll catch up with you um, here in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thank you. And I will keep bringing Abby on uh, during the Iowa State track and field season. Because like I mentioned in my last uh, true weekly podcast, um, I owe it to her. Um, We uh, made this uh, informal agreement that she she would continue to appear on the show. And I want to continue that. I want to continue to get her outlook on the Cyclones because she's got a, you know, a great uh, amount of uh, wealth of uh, knowledge about the program and her own experiences. And so I want to continue that going forward, even if uh, the weekly um, results show will be taking a little bit of a hiatus, let's just call it that, until this summer. So that's it for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, Coming up, uh, I do have a new uh, podcast that I'm dropping on Friday. Got to mention that. It's Annie Ertz, uh, former uh, Mount Mercy uh, great. Um, she was an eight-time NAIA All-American. She finished her uh, career um, with the Mustangs, finishing runner-up nationally at uh, NAIA indoors in the mile and the 1,000 meters. Annie is really got uh, everything put together here. Um, it's 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 amazing her background. Um, she competed for Mount Mercy while holding down a full time job and pursuing and uh, pursuing her master's in business administration. Uh, you try doing that, uh, doing all three of those things, but she did it very successfully over the winter. And that, um, and like I said, we're going to be talking about that and much more. So look for that podcast with Annie Ertz, the former uh, uh, former um, Marion Prep. Yes, former Marion Prep and um, star of the Mount Mercy Women's um, Squad. That is coming up Friday. So look for that. Until then, happy running, everyone.